You are now tuned into the communion show. Please be advised. Topic discretion is an individual choice. Private beam, private train, fall to the rear, do it now, quickly. Quick time, march. Left, 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 that's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang, keep it strong. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang, that's the sound of the men working on the chain. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang, that's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang, can you hear me say it? Keep it right there, Jay. Ah, come on. sweet. Ah, sing for me. What it do, all you saints, sinners, and page watchers, dreamers, and dream catchers. It's your girl, Tamika, and I'm back at it again. It's turn the fuck up Friday, payday, go get them coins, them Benjamins. Yeah, we said we gonna call them Benjamins, y'all. No more coins. We don't want coins. Coins are for children. We grown as men and women. We need our Benjamins. I hope y'all out there making it happen, y'all. Uprise and shine, you know, brushing your teeth, washing your ass. Because some of y'all be coming to work and y'all ain't put a squash squash on nothing. Just got up out the bed, put on what was on the side of the bed and just came. Y'all need to stop that. And we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about work today. That's going to be my topic because I was like, okay, Tamika, what we going to what we going to talk on t- about on Turn On Friday? And I said, oh, I know what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the difference between um, exceptional and mediocrity. You know what I'm saying? Are people who just flat out don't care. People who just don't care. But before I do, y'all know I always got to, you know, throw some throw something on for y'all that was uh i can't even remember what the name of that movie was from but when i was just uh the other day uh the clip that y'all just listened to the other day on easter i was with my my family and my son as everybody know he joined the air force this was a a day before he actually went up there to swear in and um my brother as we was walking out the door now y'all know i come from a, a funny family so we always giggling and laughing and reenacting stuff. We, I mean, we just, we have a good time. Even from when we was little, we always been uh, 
a funny family. So my um, brother, as we was coming out, he uh, leaving out, walking out the house, he just started saying, uh, oh, don't you know? And me and my sister immediately got in sync. You know what I'm saying? I'll immediately, because that's something that we used to do when we was younger. You know what I'm saying? And this morning I woke up and my baby was the first thing I thought about. You know what I'm saying? It's different when your kids are at home or then, um, are they, you have still have control to some degree. You like, okay, they, you think about them, but they ain't the thing that you, you know, you, it, it just ain't the same, y'all. I can't even put it into words. It just isn't the same, but I, uh, now when I think of that song, I'm going to think about my baby. I am. And I know you like, what's me It It, what, hey, I'm going to think about it because in that part of the movie, um, what I felt was like a brotherhood and, um, what I, that's what I, how I felt and what I saw. And that's what I want. That's what I want to think my baby going into. I don't want to think about the hard stuff that he's going to have to endure or the physical work that he's going to have to put forth and how he might want to feel like giving up because it, they pushing his body to the limits. I don't want to think about that. I want to think about my baby is overcoming everything. He was built for this moment in his life. Um, I remember when I was, he was, how old was Denarius? It was the time, it was around the time he, we was in Atlanta. So I guess he was like, let's say he was like six. He probably was like six or seven. And, um, we was at, at, uh, in Atlanta at a grocery store and this guy walked up to us and we was in the line and he was like, what you doing out of school, young man? Shouldn't you be, um, in school? And I turned around and I was like, oh no, we're not from here. And he was like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, and he, he found some interest in Denarius. So he, uh, asked him, he said, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, um, Denarius uh, turned around and um, he said, I want to uh, be a doctor. And the guy looked at him and his eyes got big and he said, a doctor? Why would, why a doctor? Why not a, a football player or a basketball player and, or, you know, a baseball player? Why not uh, some, be in sports? And, and Denarius said, well, because um, those people, they have to come see me when they're broken. I don't have to go see them. And the guy looked at, at Daenerys <laughs> and he was like, can I shake your hand, son? And, uh, Daenerys turned around and shook his hand and he said, wow, your hands. Cause Daenerys has always had big hands and, um, he has a heart. His birthmark is on his hand and he has a, a heart in, in the middle of it. And that's how, cause I remember sidebar. I remember when my mom, when I had him right before I had him, my mother said, before you let, before you let anybody take your child out of the hospital room, make sure you look him over, make sure you know every inch of his body and find something on his, on his body that you'll remember. So when they bring him back, you know that that was your child. And my baby had his birthmark on his uh, right arm um, hand. That's how I knew he was mine. I think it's his right 
right or left. I don't know which one. It sounded good. Didn't even make you feel all warm in the inside. I don't know which side of his hand it's on, but I do know he got the birthmark on his hand. That's all I needed to know was that big black birthmark on my baby's hand. And, um, and so, um, when he said, oh my gosh, you got the guy said, oh my gosh, you got really large hands. And he said, you know what? You're going to do something great. As a matter of fact, whatever you put your mind into doing, you will do it because you are an exceptional child who will become an exceptional man. And I remembered that this morning, this morning while I was showering, I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness. And you see how the chain of events worked for me? Like I needed the, oh, don't you know that's the sound of the man? That was my cut, y'all. I'm just saying that was my, that was my, I like that song. <laughs> but it made me think of my baby and it put a smile on my face to let me know that I have seen an exceptional man, young man to the Air Force who's going to come back to me exceptional as a man. So, hey, I feel good. No more tears because, y'all, I was up here crying. I just had to stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it, child. Just stop it. <laughs> Okay, y'all. So I will take a little quick second and um, finish putting on my clothes, so y'all won't be hearing all this cracking and stuff. When you know, when you start moving your body, honey, when you start getting up in age, you start your bones start settling. They like like a settled house, honey. They get to making noises on you. And um, I want to let y'all listen to this um, guy named Logic. Um, Twine had told me about him last night and I was like "Woo, he fire and um of course it's R&B hip-hop so listen all my faithful listeners the ones that you know may not so much like hip-hop or like rap I need y'all to listen to this one because um in order for you to be able to minister to our youth you got to know where they're coming from remember that you can't always talk to our babies from your perspective Sometimes you got to go down to their level or up to their level in order to draw them in or to be able to leave them with some wisdom. Not everybody is just going to conform to you saying, oh, well, I'm, I'm an adult or I'm older than you and I've been here, done that, or I've seen more than you've seen. So listen, sometimes you have to reach them where they're at. So despite whether or not if you like hip hop or rap or what have you, remember this, if you care anything about your loved ones, then you should be willing to do what you need to do to get there. Hey, I was feeling that song. He got another one, y'all, that I'm up here trying to feel, um, trying to find, but I can't find some. Got to text Twan and ask him, what's the name of that song? Cause y'all gonna have to listen to that one. It was it was fire. Okay, so listen, 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 listen to your girl. Hey, let me drop this real quick. If you haven't and you need uh haven't done it already, make sure you go to the communion show on YouTube and subscribe. Watch my videos. There isn't a lot out there, but it's a little bit of content on there. Also, you can always find your girl on Twitter and Instagram at the chameleon show. Drop the W just S H O. And uh, remember, I follow you back. You follow me, I follow back. And also share your pod, share this podcast. Make sure 
that you're sharing it with your friends and your family and your foes too. Especially this one. Share this one with your foes. Especially, you know, the ones that, that are lazy and they ain't, and, and you all really want to tell them that you tired of doing their job at work because they just half-assing. Share this with them. Go ahead. Let them know that now you ain't even got to worry about telling them yourself because I just told them. The reason why this was, this is what I'm going to put, you know what, put it on pause so I can tell you what. Yep, put it on pause. Put it on pause. Okay, now listen. Go on here. Be, I want you to go ahead and take the phone over to your friend. Tell your friend, hey, check out this podcast here. Send them the link. Make sure you send them the link, okay? Now, after you do that, I'm going to say this. This is what I'm going to say to them. The reason why you were given this podcast is because your lazy ass do not like to work. We are tired of doing your job. We are tired of hearing you mope. We are tired of hearing you groan. We are sick and tired of your lazy ass collecting a paycheck that really belongs to me. You get it? Did I bust your bubble? Okay. So do us all a favor. If you don't like your job, perhaps what you should do is find yourself another one. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I'm Paul. Okay. Now we're back into, you know, I just had to get y'all that. Because, hey, y'all, some of y'all be getting on my nerves. You know, the ones that don't like to work. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Mediocracy. Lazy-ass people. You know. And people who are exceptional. We're going to talk about it. Because I, I had to check myself. The other day while I was at work and I was getting in my feelings and I came home with a headache. I am one of those people that believe that once I leave the job, that job is not going to come home with me. But the other day, my neck was hurting so bad. I needed a Tylenol PM. That, that, you know what I'm saying? That's how bad it was. It was a bad day. But before we even jump into what I want to talk about, I want to let you all know to remind you to be on here at 630 this evening. Well, 7 o'clock. I'm sorry, not 630. 7 o'clock as we will be talking um, grown and sexy talk, y'all. Grown folk talk. It ain't for everybody's ears. Now, this will be volume two of In Between the Sheets. And what I'm going to be talking about is what do men want in a relationship? And ladies, we need to listen up. And I know you like, well, are you a, a, a expert? Hell no, nah, I ain't no expert. Shoot, anybody that know me know that my marriage would. <laughs> hey, now, not by far. I am not by far. So I know you're like, well, why should I listen to you and tune in? Like you, like you know, like you over there living in a life full of luxury. Um, Because I am trying to learn. That's why you should. Because I'm eager. I want to know how to be better and do better. And I want to be able to, um, like Dr. Miles Monroe said, you have to treat relationships and your significant other like vehicles. And I know he, he ain't said it like that, but he said it like that. Pretty much that uh, you can't put water in a, in a car and expect it to operate right. So we cannot put what we think are will be suffice or sufficient for an individual, uh, how we think we should love them, how we think we should handle them or speak to them. That's it. it uh, you know, it doesn't work that way. In order for a car to run, you need to be able to speak that individual's love language and handle them the way that they need to be handled 
or desire to be handled and want to be handled. And that's basically what um, I'm learning. Like, you know, I thought all men were supposed to, you know, men, I thought men didn't have feelings. A man that cried was a sucker. Like, you over there crying? Oh, you, you, a, you a sucker. You know, uh, an emotional man. Oh, he must, he, he weak. Or, um, a man that don't, why you, when I tell you what's going on in the household, you don't never say nothing. Just sitting there looking stupid. <laughs> yeah, that, like that type. Yeah. So, um, over, over the last, mm, I'm going to say six months, I've learned more about how to handle men and how to be a woman and how to be a wife and a woman than I have, um, hmm, in a very long time. Am I going to get it always right? Nope. But I'm, I have an effort and, and, and a desire to try. I want to be the best me I can be. And that's just who I am by nature. Okay, enough about that. Let's go ahead and jump right into this conversation, y'all. The difference, um, you know, these lazy-ass people and mediocrity. How we going to do this? Like, I can't. Some of y'all just, okay, let me tell you, don't you hate, this is just for all the hard workers, because it's a difference, everybody isn't a hard worker, so let's say you at work, and um, you give 110, not because they ask, but because whatever you do, you always give it your best, you know, you've been bred to be like that, and um, you come to work, and you realize, like, okay, these, when when something break down, let's say you work at a factory, when something break down, they calling me. When they need something done correctly, they calling me. They move having me move from left to right, right to left, up and down. They got me running around this company with a like a chicken with my head cut off. But while I'm doing all this, that other that other person that was supposed to be doing their job. They sitting there and ain't doing nothing besides watching me do their job. And sometimes that becomes frustrating. That becomes extremely frustrating when you're the one doing all the work and the person next to you or the person that's supposed to be doing the job isn't. They collecting a paycheck watching you do their job. And then be the main one complaining about Oh, I'm tired of this damn job. Be the main one complaining, but ain't doing nothing. And you, you looking at it like, hmm, I need this job because this job helps me provide for my family. This job allows me to drive the kind of car I like, take the type of vacations I like to take, you know, live a certain kind of lifestyle that I live. So I'm going to give it 110 because I know the value of having this job. Or it could just be, I'm a hard worker because, you know, whatever I put out, whatever work I put out is a reflection of myself. You know what I mean? So I'm going to do what I need to do to showcase who I am. I'm not looking for praise and approval. It's showing in my work how what type of individual I am. And I want it to be known that I am going to give it my all, you know. You could be one, you could might be that person, you know? So this what happened to me. So um, y'all don't know where I work at. 
I'm not talking bad about the company. Because like I said, I love where I work at. I love my job. It's um, going through some changes. And I think change is good. Not everybody can adjust to change. And um, we were told, like, all hands on deck. All hands on deck. And so, all hands on deck seems to be about five, five or six people. But in all actuality, it's probably like 12 or tw- between, I say between 15 and 20 people that need to be doing their job, right? That need to be hands on deck and their hands ain't on deck. And it's aggravating. And so the first day, um, on Monday, it was like, so it wasn't horrible, but it was chaotic. Because again, you still got those ones that's complaining and they can't, and they can't deal with change. And I get it. Not everybody is great with change. Um, and then you have those ones that's just like, okay, look, I'm going to do just enough. And then because, because that's all I'm going to do. And then you have those other ones that are sit there and be like, I ain't going to do nothing. I'm going to let everybody else do what they, what, you know, the boss said to do. I'm going to just sit back and not do anything. Them the ones I'm talking to today. See, I don't have no problem with the ones that have an issue with change because, you know, either you um, conform or you don't. Point blank in a period. Either because if you don't, <laughs> then you're going to either be, weed, you know, weeded out or you're going to be weeded in. So I that's that's either here, neither here nor there. I don't that don't bother me. You know, that that doesn't bother me. Not at all. But what bothers me is them people that try to hide in the back and act like they ain't seen or that they too good to do a job because that's not what they want to do. The ones that think, oh, this is what I'm going to do, even though the boss said do this and then I'm stuck doing your job. Them be the ones, them the ones I'm talking to, them the ones I'm talking to because I had got so piss y'all I was on a hundred do you hear me because my mouth you know I got a mouth and when I can't utilize my tongue and say what I want to say then my neck start hurting because I'm keeping I'm trying to keep you know I like my job my job pay for my car note so um or my car payments therefore I need my job and I like the people I work with I like the social, the social skills that I'm, um, I'm utilizing. And I like the fact that I'm learning every day. So I don't, I don't have no complaints, not one so whatsoever, but except for the complaint of people that don't want to do their job, people that feel like they are an exception, exception to the rule, you know, but we're going to switch it just a tad bit. The difference between me and them. Because that's what I had to teach myself. That's what I had to remind myself, shall I say. I remember when my um, kids first started going to. Um, they they were moved out of public schools. And I sent them to our community school. Which is quote unquote, I guess, like a suburb. And um, for whatever reason, these kids just felt the need. Like they could go to school any old kind of way. And I'm, it's, you know, my, my kids go to a predominantly white school and my boys was like, you know, my middle son, it was definitely, you know, it's always that middle one. No, it ain't not, I'm going to quit saying that. That's not nice. But my middle son said, ma, why I always got to dress nice, but my friends, they don't be dressed like that. And I said, shit, well, them, they ain't my kids. Them, them somebody else's kids. 
If they parents ain't requiring them to come to, you know, dress like they should be dressed, then that's the, that sounds like a personal problem. That ain't my problem. And he would be like, but my friend, and I'm like, it's the difference. You want to you wanna be seen, not heard. You want to, you want people to, you know, you got to, your presence, presence is everything. Appearance is everything. It's the first thing people see. So I'm trying to get you ready for the world. I can't have you out here, you know, going to a job with your pants off your behind and your hair not combed and your teeth not brushed. School is training in more than just education. Just it's more than books. It's actually preparing you for work. So, no, you can't just be going out here looking a hot-ass mess. Nah. No, you cannot. And so, we know, he because I wouldn't even let my kids wear jogging pants to school. Not even jogging pants to school. It wasn't going to happen. So, that was that with that. He stopped asking and um, and everything. And everything cool and, and, and stuff. But as I was sitting there thinking about thinking about that, it made me check myself. I check myself because I'm sitting up here upset because these mediocre people who don't give two flying hells about their life and how they are presented or how what they work look like or who sees what good work they did or the name that they put attached to their work, their effort. I'm mad because they ain't giving no effort. I'm mad because they ain't turning up and doing what they need to do. Because they ain't, they, they drive ain't matching my drive. I'm like, why am I mad? And I had to tell myself, hey, Tamika, check this. You're an exception because you are exceptional. Everybody ain't going to work like you work. But trust and believe this. People who have eyes that can see, people that have ears that can hear, people who are willing to see the truth and not just, you know, don't need they, you know, they don't need they ass kiss to make them feel better in their position. Real people, they know who working. And they also know who they can count on. And when those big roles come up, you gonna get it. Because they know they can count on you. Now I know you like, well, Tamika, sometimes you could be doing all the right things and your your boss or give your job. To the same lazy motherfucker that ain't working. And then you and pass you up. Now, two things. First things first. I said a boss that don't need to get their ass kissed. So if you don't have a person that's sitting up there needing to, you know, don't, don't need to be kissed up to. Then they're not going to just give it to their friend or give it to somebody that is, you know, kissing their behind. They're going to give it to the person that that really deserves the job. That's the truth. So that's one thing. And the second thing is, if it does, if it should happen that way, remember, you got choice. Remember, can't nobody make you do nothing you don't want to do. So if you feel like you're not being compensated for what you what you feel you're worth, worthy of, quit and find yourself another job. Well, first find yourself another job, then quit. Remember, you have choice. You don't have to stay nowhere you don't feel valued at. I think that's when people start becoming hateful and, and, and bitter. And they'll be the ones that be sitting there complaining 
um, the ones that's been there for 20 plus years, not all of them, but they, they got something negative to say, or not even, no, it, I, I'm sorry, let me change that. It's not that they have negative things to say, but when things are wrong and you could tell that they have a solution to the problem that may be going on inside the company, they'll just remain quiet because they've, because they're over it. They just have nothing else to give. So they just go in, collect the check and they leave. They just, and that's the sad, that's sad, you know. So, um, but yeah, back to being exceptional. <laughs> Me personally, I pride myself on whatever I do, I do it to the best of my ability. And that's anything, anything that I do, whether I know how to, if I've never done it a day in my life, I'm going to work my ass off until I get it. It's important for me to be able to get it, for me to conquer it. And um, because I have that type of mentality, whatever I do, I do well. I always do it well, you know. Um, now, if you say to me, could go run from here to there, I'm not going to do that well. Negative. It ain't, it ain't going to be well. But I'm going to give it all that I got. That's me. You know, I can't help it that other people, and I'm not in control of what other people do and do not do. So if uh, the girl, um, um, let me give her a name, Samantha. If Samantha is one of those people that just likes to... um, go to desk to desk and talk to people all day and gossip opposed to, you know, doing her job. Then that ain't my, that ain't my, my responsibility. It ain't, I don't, why should I care? I need to focus on what I'm doing because if I'm focusing on my doing it, I'm not going to be watching Samantha, um, going from desk to desk talking about people. If anything, management should be watching that. And I'm pretty sure that they are. I'm very, I'm pretty much sure that they are very much aware of who's doing what. And the great thing about who I, the people I work for, they'll let you know, hey, you're doing a great job. Or, oh, I was just talking about how well you do. Or, oh, you are, you being nominated for this. Or, oh, you being nominated for that. One thing I always say is I don't want to be nominated for kissing ass. I'm not a good ass kisser. That's one thing I cannot and will not do. Now I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Always, it's gonna always be flat out what I know to be the truth, point blank in a period. But I'm not a good ass kisser. But I'm a hard worker, and I am exceptional at what I do. And I ain't me. That's not me um, being cocky or anything like that. Because it took me a long time to be able to say these type of things about myself. Because I didn't want to ever come off as being cocky or thinking that I'm better than someone else. I'm not better than anyone. I don't run a race with alongside no one. I run my own race. I'm in this race called Tamika, reaching purpose and fulfilling destiny and walking in life and experiencing. And one thing that my parents taught me and my siblings is the most important thing. One of the most important things is your name. And what it stands for. So when you hear the name Tamika, Tamika Woods, you're going to know, hey, yeah, she's a hard worker, very opinionated. And if something is wrong, she will let you know it. She's going to let you know about it. But she always got a smile on her face. 
She's always willing to tackle anything she knows or do not know. I can place her with anybody, <clears throat> excuse me, and she'll work with them. But if that person lazy, Tamika going to say something. And that's just the truth. I can't work with no lazy ass person. Can't and I won't. I don't need you to match my drive, but damn it, you gonna match you gonna match a drive, and it ain't gonna be the lazy drive. It's not gonna be the lazy lazy drive. And yes, there is a difference between uh, lazy people and exceptional people. Lazy people just want to get by. Well, if that's all you want to do, then you need to keep your ass at home. I can't stand a person that thinks that just want to stand back and watch and let everybody else do the hard work, and then get you know. Um, and then when you, they call, you call them out on what they ain't doing or, you know, like you supposed to be doing this. Oh, oh, well, that's not what I want to do. Um, I had one, I had one person tell me one time, um, I'm not doing that because I don't know how to do it. Half of this your responsibility. And if you don't know how to do it, you need to learn how to do it. Where they do that at? Where you just don't, cause you don't want to do it. It wasn't because you didn't know how to do it. You didn't want to learn to do it. It was your responsibility to learn it. Some people, y'all, they be cracking me up. And they do put me in my feelings sometimes. But when I was mad, y'all, y'all, y'all probably like, girl, you all out of breath. Mm-hmm. I bent over. Shit. Oh, I got to lose some weight, y'all. I'm going to have to go into the gym. Um, <laughs> Negative. I'm not going to do that, y'all. That's not something I want to do. But I do want to lose weight. I just want to wake up and be skinny. Yeah, I've been praying on it. I don't want to be in a coma for a couple of years and be skinny. You know, you got to be careful what you pray for. But I do want to just wake up and be skinny. Sheesh. Or, you know, like five pounds lighter every day. Let me wake up every day and be a five pounds lighter until I get to about, um, until I get about like 200. Nah, that's too small. About two, yeah, about 200 pounds. I don't want to be no no little bitty woman. I know I don't want all the way off. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. Let me stay focused. But, yeah, so um, exceptional people and, and lazy-ass people or mediocre people and people who don't want to do their job. I'm tired of them. Keep your ass at home. That's just how I feel. And for all the people that work hard and give it, give it 100%, know this. You ain't you can't worry about what the next person is doing. And it's gonna frustrate you. It's gonna bother it's gonna bother the hell out of you every time you see them and they ain't doing nothing. Or they doing what they want to do and not what they've been told to do. Stand back and let them fall. Quit trying to compensate for where they lacking. Do your job to the best of your ability and say the hell with their job. Because then what'll happen is management. Again, depending on who management is, they'll be able to see, oh, well, you were supposed to do this, this, and this, and, you, and it didn't get done. But if you're if you're the kind of person that's always cleaning up what they were supposed to do, then it's not going to never be seen that they don't know what, or they're not doing it. So stop doing it. Stop feeling like you got to take over the world and make things happen. That's not your job. Let them figure it out. All right, so I'm in the car now, y'all. We on our way to go make our Benjamins. Now, check this. I know you're like, okay, well, Tamika, 
what if you doing all the right thing and your boss still get your job to or give the the promotion to someone the same person that don't do their job now two things the first thing is i said that if your boss was the kind of person that doesn't need their behinds kissed so if they would give the job to someone who you know just basically kisses up to them and they know that that person isn't qualified for the position then you don't need to be working for that type of person anyway because they got some issues why would you want to work for anybody like that the second thing is if so happen your boss is the person that keeps you know that keeps their eyes open and sees these type of things and they may not need their butt kissed and they and they still get a job to the person who don't do crap remember this you have choice. What I always say to y'all before I let y'all go, can't nobody make you do nothing you don't want to do. So if this, if you don't feel you being valued at a company, don't stay there and be miserable and add to the misery. Life is too short. Even in work, you can find joy. Even in work, you can find happiness. And if that, if you're not happy at what you're doing and you got to be there, don't forget y'all, we be at these companies for more, you know, more time than we are at home so the one thing that you want is to be you know some peace or to joy some joy or some happiness one of the things whenever i go when i whenever i interview for a job the one thing that i'm looking at is the atmosphere i didn't learn that until i had worked for my own self you know had my own company and then i realized okay this is important people want to be able to come to your job and love coming to this job you know, and one thing I'm not going to do is um, promote somebody that's lazy. I need somebody who can match my drive. I need somebody that's going to work hard. Somebody that's going, um, you know, for me, that's, that's how I hired people. And when I realized that, you know, you couldn't keep up with the task or you was one of those people that, you know, if I asked, oh, I got some extra work and you didn't, you didn't uh, volunteer to do it. Or if I had, uh, if I asked someone like, oh, you know, um, if you never stepped up to the plate, that's point blank what I'm trying to say. If you ain't never stepped up for the pl- to the plate or your work just was, you know, I could tell you took no pride in it. Mm-mm. I let them people go left and right. I let them go left and right. And, cause, and I kept a, a solid group of people that were exceptional. I remember one time I was working with this guy and he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing, y'all. But I but I couldn't trust him. Just couldn't trust him. And so those type of people um I, I wouldn't want working with me or under me. Tristan is a yes. So Tristan you going to the um after school program. So, yeah, um, I, I just couldn't deal with it. So, at the end of the day, I had to let them go. I had to, I mean, it's, it's, but that's just who I am, though, y'all. Like, I can, I can work with, I can work with just about anybody, but I can't deal with lazy-ass people. But I'm, but I, my whole point for bringing it up, all right, y'all. All right, Tristan, have a nice day, sweet pea. I love you. Good luck on your test. Bye. One thing that I've learned is that I cannot make everybody do what I do. I said that earlier. I can't make everybody do what I do. I can't focus on what everybody else is doing. I only can focus on myself. 
But the other thing is, y'all, there is a difference from exceptional people and, and people that are just, <laughs> just people. Who are you? Like I told my boys, I and I teach my boys, I can't help what other people's parents allow them to do. But you, you're going to do this. This is what you're going to do. Because you in this household. You you don't have room to be mediocre. You, you, you have to be exceptional. And I know people are like, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, but what, but the truth of the matter is that we should all want our kids to strive to be the best that they can be. You know, not always complaining about every single thing. Like, that stuff get old and it's frustrating. So, at the end of the day, I that's, that's just who I am. But, yeah, so today when I go in, I'm going to go in with it um, because I had to, you know, talk to myself. The Lord had to talk to me. When you go in, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Only worry about what you're doing. Get done what you need to get done. And at the end of the day, if the boss don't see that the person to your left or to your right ain't working... Or if they're not, um, you know, calling them to the carpet, that's not your responsibility. It ain't, it ain't your job. And who, who cares? Do what you're supposed to do. Because one thing is for certain, and one thing is for certain, y'all. I know I'm a great worker. Everything I touch, I give it 120%. Not because I want to be rewarded by outside people, but because it gives me self-satisfaction. It ain't about nobody else. It's about me and how it makes me feel when I know that I've done all that I can do that day. It's always about me. What may seem like a selfless thing or act is really a selfish act for me. I do it for me, not for you. But what I ain't going to do is your job. I'm going to do my job and my job alone. Point blank in the period because I sure enough don't walk up out of there with two paychecks. <laughs> and though I and though I care about my company, the company, I mean, the company that I work for, because I am one of those people like, look, I need this job, so I'm gonna make sure that we do, you know, we doing what we need to do, so we can keep the doors open. Though I love my job, I'ma have to um the other people, management and and everybody else above me have to as well. And if they love they if they love their job and value their job then they'll get rid of those people that ain't, that's just holding on just to collect a paycheck. It kind of reminds me of of these teachers that go to school, go to these schools just to teach, but they don't, I mean, you know, just to collect a paycheck, but they ain't there to teach. That stuff be pissing me off. And you could tell the ones that really care about the students and really care and and, uh, about what they're doing and have uh, value it means it had some honor behind it and then you got the ones that you know that the only reason why they there is so that they can get a paycheck they could care less if the kids learn or not because it ain't they kids not realizing that eventually those kids that you were teaching or you were supposed to teach those same kids gonna one day be operating the nursing homes they're gonna be the ones wiping your behind they're going to be the ones making your food. And if you don't teach them or be a model to show them, um, you know, hard work and determination, 
and what it, how it pays off, <laughs> good luck to you. All right, baby. Have a nice day. I love you. Be safe. All right, I just dropped my baby off. He got on. <clears throat> it's supposed to be warm today. Because, y'all, my baby got on some shorts. He got on some shorts, y'all. Yesterday, I could have sworn it was so cold that I seen some snow flurries. My baby got on a jacket and some shorts. I'm just, you know, so, sometimes you just got to let them. You got to let them go. You got to let them go. You got to just let them go and let them figure it out themselves. Hopefully, he figures it out. All right, y'all. Well, my 30 minutes is up. Don't forget to catch me back here at 7 o'clock where we're going to be do- talking about volume, you know, volume two of In Between the Sheets. We're going to be discussing what do men really want in a relationship. It's going to be, it's good, ladies. I need y'all to, you know, you're going to have to share this with your friends. Tell your friends and your friends' friends to, to tune in because we've been going about this all wrong. <laughs> all wrong do i got all the answers no but i got some there's some out opening answers that's gonna help us um you know you know be better do better you know more you do more that's all that's all i'm trying to do all right y'all this your girl tamika and as always you know i never like to leave y'all with it without nothing remember stay in your own lane don't worry about what the next person is doing always uh, uh, strive to be exceptional. There's no room for mediocrity. No room. I don't care what color your skin is. Be 100% or don't do it at all. That's just how I feel.